0: Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fun-filled, exciting, and holiday special extravaganza of the Just On Podcast.
1: Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) This is Tom. And this is Ben. At least you remember your name that time. So, man, how is it?
0: Well, well, it's quite a conundrum currently because, well, Ohio State beat Michigan in the game. And OH H. IO. And there you go. usually we have to scream that when you're from Ohio, but you know, due to recording purposes, I didn't think a <laughs> scream would do us much good. So I wonderful, loved it. wish we could have scored more. but it's also getting to be that time of year where if somebody sneezed more than twice, then they think they have the flu and they need to be checked out. So I'm just getting a little getting a little overrun at the moment with stuff so it's a uh, it's bittersweet
1: we are actually starting to see some positive flus in our area
0: well and i'm not saying that there aren't people that aren't legitimately needing this but the school systems in my area have been so handy to like every time a kid farts that they send out a letter to every parent in the school saying that this kid was sick and then i get a flood of people wanting a bunch of stuff that is unnecessary No, I understand.
1: Yeah, I get you. I get you. I'm just saying that it it does appear to potentially be uh, in the area. You know, it's been the calm before the storm, and I think the storm, she is a Bruin.
0: No, understandable, but at the same time, I'm getting stuff like um, my son's cousin knew a guy who saw a guy at a movie theater, and when they waved that later on, he found out that guy's third cousin, twice removed, might have had strep, so I need him tested. I'm like, oh. So it's uh it's just getting a little it's getting a little old on that part. But I at the same time it's hard to blame parents when they think their kids are sick. So it's just uh right. just getting overrun. But anyways, enough of that. No, otherwise it's been fairly good. Just trying to maintain that school work life balance and uh, failing miserably. But other than that, you know everything's
1: great. I can uh, officially say that I don't miss that. Um, I mean, I'm still trying to juggle the multiple jobs, multiple volunteering options, and uh, you know, my wife and I are big with Toys for Tots, which you know you'll hear commercials for that on this podcast. But so I have multiple other things going on other than school, but I don't miss that.
0: Yeah, it's um, if I thought I was making some great contribution to life or being a better nurse practitioner based on what was going on. But uh, much like the transition from ADN to BSN, I'm like, all I'm really doing is writing some papers, or that's what it feels like at this point. So let's it'll hope get better. A- <laughs> it'll get better in about two years when I'm done. So <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but, whatever um, it takes. Whatever it takes. But no, it, otherwise, everything's great. I am excited to do another fun episode and... I don't know. I, I Everything else has been good. So I, I do know that we got some positive viewer mail, if you want to talk about that.
1: Yeah, we actually got some viewer mail, Tom, or listener mail, I guess it is, since we don't really have a viewing thing.
0: If they go to YouTube.
1: Yeah, but it's still not video. It's... Shh, don't tell them. Oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> anyway, Tamika reached out to us saying that... She thought that we were five stars, that she's learned tons from us and our guest speakers, that she says that's after she regains uh, herself from laughing hysterically at our banter. Hey, who knew that we were funny?
0: Um, It wasn't us.
1: (laughs) uh, Apparently, I share the knowledge, and Tom, you are the realest person that she knows. And that's
0: the facts, Jack.
1: (laughs) And she told us not to give up on Mission Galactica, because it will happen And she wants a front-row seat to your Nobel Prize acceptance speech.
0: You know, I think Tamika may have just earned a spot in the distant JSP that's ever-growing larger family we have, and she's going to be... hmm senior vice president of encouragement is what i think we should make tamika yes tamika you are now officially the senior vice president of encouragement especially in the uh tom department because lord knows i need that and uh, (laughs) and yeah we got to get cracking on this uh, mission galactica and my nobel peace prize so thank you tamika we love it when everybody uh gives us a shout out but this one was particularly uh, endearing so thank you very much
1: we do appreciate that do you think we should probably tell people how they can get hold of us if they want to
0: Tamika found out
1: well true but she listens to the show well if they
0: don't listen to the show why do I want them to talk to me
1: because maybe they've had to a sniffle Tom
0: <laughs> well they could go to an ER somewhere far away from me so, <laughs> <You're> so <funny. laughs>
1: if you want to be like Tamika And reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Just Some Podcast. You can find us on the web. We're at www.justsomepodcast.com. Or you can email us, admin at justsomepodcast.com. Don't forget, you can also find us on Helium Radio. That's Helium Radio After Dark, Channel 2, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. And we're also on all the iHeartRadio apps as well. Tom? I'm getting ready to tell you what else can they do because that's what I throw to you. But I've been checking, and Black Friday was good for the link. But so,
0: so what you were going to say is they already knew. So they already I knew. Would... But
1: Tom, what <laughs> else can they do if they don't know?
0: Well, let's face it, folks, we all know that at the just about bottom of the just on podcast website or if you go to any of our social media sites that Ben has so hard working, been putting out links so that you can click on it so you can go do your Amazon shopping that it helps out the podcast, and we did it in particular for Cyber Monday through or Black Friday through Cyber Monday, I should say. However, we all know we all know that those deals aren't going away anytime soon. So as you continue to keep shopping, please just keep clicking away on those links. We truly appreciate the show. It does help us out. And we put everything back into the show. So thank you very, very much. And uh, just keep clicking away. Other than that, um, I would tell you to reach out and contact us. But like one person every three months like Tamika does it, So I'm about done saying it. So there you go. Let's just fast forward. See, that's why I need. That's why I need a senior vice president of encouragement. That's why I need Tamika.
1: There you go. Well, Tom, on the other side of the break, we are going to jump into our story that you may have missed. Roger that. Hello there. This is Nat King Cole, wishing you all a happy and a merry Christmas. The joy of living is in the giving. So let's give lots of Toys for Tots. Since 1947, the United States Marine Corps has been helping Santa fill his sleigh, making happier holidays for deserving children right in your community. Go to toysfortots.org and learn how you can make a difference. All right, Tom, this is one that you sent me, so I know that you've got your arsenal prepared. So let's just jump right into it. What do you think? Please. So I'm going to reference the Time Magazine article, just because I love the title. An Ohio bill suggests that doctors who perform abortions could face jail unless they perform a non-existent treatment. A bill was introduced in Ohio's legislature that would make physicians who end pregnancies guilty of abortion murder, quote unquote, and that they should try to save ectopic pregnancies... By re implanting the fetus in the uterus, which is a procedure that, as we all know, does not exist. So, now what are you thinking? Th- Hold on, yes, I was
0: gonna say, let's, re- let's remember that we have a lot of non medical personnel that listen to this show, and they may not know fair that. Enough. So, fair enough, yes. For those that do not know, there is no way, possibility, or current procedure that would allow any medical personnel to viably save an ectopic pregnancy, let alone re-implant it anywhere into a mother, including the uterus. It's just, it's not a thing. Okay. So when we're talking about this, you need to know that. So that's why we said, as you know, because anybody with some common sense or the ability to use a Google search bar could figure this out. Back to you, Ben.
1: Back to me. All right. Well, under the bill, Tom, in case you were wondering, the uh, potential charges uh, physicians who perform abortions could face 15 years to life in prison if they do not, quote, take all the possible steps to save the fetus's life, including, again, attempting to reimplant an ectopic pregnancy into the woman's uterus. And again, that uh, is not a procedure that does exist. This is not the first time that your wonderful state of Ohio has Mm. Uh, well, made our newsreel as well as talking about abortion bills. Earlier this year, they had an abortion bill that would have banned insurance coverage for non therapeutic abortions, but included an exception for reimplanting ectopic pregnancies. I will go out on a limb here, Tom, and say that the American Association of Pro Life Obstetrician and Gynecologist argues the pro-life physician should end such ectopic pregnancies as, quote, there's no chance for survival of the child either inside or outside of the womb, but there is a very real imminent danger of death or disability for the mother, unquote. Dr. Daniel Grossman, who's a professor at the University of California, San Francisco, basically has said that this could potentially lead to some patients questioning the advice of their physicians, and potentially waiting longer before getting the necessary treatment and therefore by putting their lives at
0: risk. If your physician, medical care provider, or any person that you even know suggests to you that there is a way to save an ectopic pregnancy and reimplant it somewhere in that body, I want you to look that person in the eye and I want you to say these words loud and clear. You're a fucking moron. And then I want you to turn around and walk away. And if you are in a person's office and they are providing you medical care, they are screwing something up. Get away from that person. They clearly have no idea what they're talking about.
1: What if they're not in a medical office, Tom? What if they're in, say, I don't know, the Ohio Senate or the House?
0: I want you to literally scream that you're a moron in their face so loud that spit flies out. It hits them in their eye. That's what I want you to do.
1: So, so Tom, you want to tell us some other things that you think about this? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I got to. I'm popping knuckles here to, to deal with this thing. So, so first I'm, of all,
1: I'm, I'm going to set the timer here. Tom, you get about five minutes.
0: Yeah. You might as well just. Yeah. You might as well get off that because this may or may not take five minutes. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about this. So because I'm hoping not that anybody ever. I shouldn't say never, but we don't get a lot of listener mail. Even if you're not going to reply to us, even if you're not going to talk to us, I hope that people around the world are going to Google this, do something, and please contact these Ohio representatives and just blow up their email, their social media, their Twitter accounts, whatever you can do to let them know how ignorant they are. So first of all, Representative Candace Keller And Representative Ron Hood have introduced House Bill 413 for the re-implantation of ectopic pregnancies, which not only bans abortion outright, it defines any fertilized egg as now an unborn child so that they have created a new class of charge called abortion murder that they can now charge you with if you do not attempt to do a procedure which does not exist. So (laughs) let's just think about that for a minute. I I honestly don't care if somebody is pro-life or pro-choice. I don't care if you support Planned Parenthood or you don't. As far as the podcast goes, I have my own personal views, but on the podcast, we're neutral we're the Bjorns of podcasts. We're (laughs) nice and frozen. We're, 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 we're not going anywhere with that. Okay. The point of this whole tirade is that these people are so ignorant, so stupid, so inept at any ability to use any science or factual recognition Oh, man, I'm just getting angry at this, that they are unable to coherently write a law which will satisfy their constituents and be actually possible. I mean, this is no different than if they said, "Okay, so since you didn't travel back in time and stop a murder, I'm going to charge you for murder. Like, that's literally what they just said.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. That seems reasonable. And. Everybody would go, but that's stupid.
0: And I would say that's the same Mm. point is that they are asking you to do something that's impossible. And then they want to punish these medical providers for it. They clearly did not speak to a medical provider and then made a bill about how medical providers act. And again, I've said it a dozen times. I got a feeling I'm going to say it a couple hundred more. These are the people that are making laws that affect you, the person listening to this. They are so stupid. People like Representative Candace Keller, C-A-N-D-I-C-E is her first name. Last name is spelled K-E-L-L-E-R. The other one is State Representative Ron Hood, R-O-N-H-O-O-D. Please, I, I hope they somehow get a hold of me so that I could explain to them how far their head must be up their ass. To try and pull something like this off. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And again, I don't care about your stance on pro-choice, pro-life. The fact is, is that these guys and 19 other state Republican representatives in the state of Ohio are so moronic weasel dick spineless cowards that can't figure out how to do anything legitimate have now tried to make a law that is going to affect the practice of not only myself but everybody around me because somehow they are going to try and hold us accountable for something that is impossible i just want that to sink in
1: so what tom's trying to say is that clearly Whether you're pro-life, pro-choice, or whatever, because there's even pro-life groups that have come out and said this is not obviously possible. They have created a law, potentially, it's a bill at this point, it's not a law, requiring healthcare providers to do something that is not humanly possible. Very similar to, like, I need you to bring that person back from the dead. And then you go, well, I can't, and they say, well, then we're going to charge you with their murder.
0: Yes, that is literally the exact same thing. If they made a law that said that, that would be on par with what we just told you about for House Bill 413. I have never honestly been this disgusted to live in the state of Ohio as I did when I read this. See, that's why I live there. I, 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 no, shut up. That's not what you do. <laughs> But honestly, if you did it because of this, I couldn't blame you anymore because I tell everybody I know that do not live in Ohio how amazing I think this place is. And in general, I do. And then I read this and (laughs) I kind of puked in my mouth and had to choke it back a little bit because I, I can understand the ignorance of what is going on. The American College of Gynecologists, multiple universities, like you said, pro-life groups are coming out going, hey, that's not a thing. And it should scare everybody, not just those in Ohio. It should scare everybody that this is a snapshot that shows you how legislatures are working.
1: It makes me wonder, Tom, if I may opine for just a moment.
0: I please wish you would.
1: (laughs) I wonder if this occurs in other fields and we just are not as aware of it because we're not in that field like do they pass asinine road and bridge laws that we just don't know <laughs> or oh. asin- like you, you you want us to put a bridge over that entire ocean we, we can't do that well it's a law now so you have to like do you think that it happens in other fields and we're just 100
0: no of it? but th- part of my anger at this is that I mean, this one is a direct hit on me. It's a direct hit on all medical providers in Ohio at the moment. So this one is personal, but it just goes to show you, yes, I 100 percent believe that this is going on in other places that they are. If they're this stupid, on an issue this big. Like, they knew the limelight was going to get shined on this. This isn't an appropriations bill that they can tag on to another bill and then try and get passed through, and hopefully nobody notices. It's a law about abortion. They knew yeah. everybody in America was going to see this thing. And they are so ridiculous. I'm trying to tone it down just a tad here. They are so idiotic, moronic, stupid. I, I wish I had a thesaurus so I could go on about <laughs> It literally would have taken a Google search talking to one licensed physician, one licensed nurse practitioner, you know, one midwife, somebody in the state of Ohio that has any sort of medical training one. Yeah. And this is what they did. So what do you think happens when they're like, hey, people that build buildings should be safer and the construction guys are like, Whoa, wait, wait a second, but we need to use rivets to put together steel girders, so like, but I heard rivets are dangerous. So, you know, just Lego those sons of bitches together. Like what? So, you know, what's going on and this should shine the light on the, what, what is going on? This is what's going on behind the scenes, except that this time they accidentally did it with the lights on. That's what happened. These 19 Damn. other Ohio Republican representatives and representative Candace Keller and representative Ron hood, have now decided to not only screw something up so stupendously that the people that support them told them it was stupid, but they did it on a national stage with the floodlights on. And so if you're imagining what else could go wrong, I actually am afraid to find out. Like, I guaranteeing you that these two people have now they have got to have introduced bills. Like we want to turn every day into Wednesday. Like, I don't know what other type of stupid thing that they could have possibly put out there. Oh God. I mean, you know, when you hear, when you read about those dumb laws, like you're not allowed to spit on a sidewalk or have chewing gum or you can't eat ice cream on Sundays. It's people like Candace Keller and Ron hood. And they're 19 freaking idiot friends that have put those types of laws out there
1: on that note, Tom, you want to get into something more fun?
0: Yeah, but I'm still really angry.
1: All right, let's get into something more fun. Tom, we're going to play a little bit of music here. We're going to get you back in the mood. And then we're going to talk about some fun holiday myths. Okay.
0: I can't wait.
1: All right, Tom, you're ready to jump into some fun I holiday mess. Yes. going to yeah. have a little cut up. And, you know, because the holidays are lots of things, Tom. You know, you just you hear things or, you know, you, you, you think things. And so we wanted to kind of take some of the more common ones that were out there and kind of look at the science behind them, debunk them. Or we can uh, see if there's some truth behind them. So
0: I'm excited. I don't know if you could tell, but I am I am ready to go, sir.
1: Well, you have the first one, sir. So go right ahead.
0: Okay, so I feel foolish because I thought this first one was true.
1: <laughs> so did I. I I'm gonna I, I will go on record as saying I thought it was true.
0: Yes. So the first one is Large holiday myth, and I say holiday myths because apparently more people buy these around the holidays. I don't know, yeah, but uh, yeah. poinsettias, a well known indoor house plant, has been everyone's been told for the longest time can't let your cats or dogs near that thing, those, those leaves are poisonous. Um, not true, it's not true. Po- poinsettias are really? not poisonous, they are not poisonous. Now, a couple things that the information I looked up on because I'm not a moron and I can use Google search to figure something out if I don't know what's hey, going hey, on. Hey,
1: we hey, hey, moved on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you move on from that. But so basically, this is the information I found out is A, they're not poisonous. B, it doesn't matter how much you eat. They're still not poisonous. <laughs> C, <laughs> I thought that was important because I really laughed when I read that. C, if I. A cat, a dog, or a small child eats a poinsettia, nothing is going to happen. But that leads to point D, which is, hey, if they ate it and now they're acting funny and you're in general just worried about it, you can either A, call a poison control line, which has got a 1-800 number of one eight hundred two 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 one two two two, 222 1222 Or you can get them some medical uh, care. So... That would be the I really
1: did. I thought they were. Uh, no, no honestly, you hear that forever.
0: Yes, I've heard it. And I think it's just one of those things like, you know, you heard your mom say it and stuff like that. So I just took it as gospel truth. Like she yeah. must have like lost a sister back in the day to it. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> like you used to have a cousin, okay. Jill. So she ate a poinsettia leaf.
1: Pow. My, my, so, my uh, grandpa, his great aunt, uncle lost him. And Yeah. <laughs> He ate a poinsettia. We ain't never seen him since.
0: He sneezed three times after eating that poinsettia leaf, and we never got him checked out. That's that's my first one is uh, poinsettias well, to are know, toxic, though. which is a big false. They are just fine. Probably don't taste good. Well,
1: I would assume not. I mean, otherwise you'd have – Bobby Flay would be making them out into something if you if they tasted good. <laughs> I kind of want to try
0: it now just to be like, mm-hmm. Watch my mom freak, freak out! out. Yeah. yeah, watch those are poisonous. No, they're not, Ma. You're fine.
1: Well, Tom, I'm my first one that I wanted to talk about, and I think this one's pretty common. Is you know the cold weather and being cold makes you more sick. So studies have shown that we may feel more cold symptoms uh, when we're chilled, but the temperature itself does not necessarily make us more susceptible to the virus. There was actually a study, Tom, and this was a fairly recent study, 1968. which is when the New England Journal of Medicine showed what happened when researchers exposed chilly people to the rhinovirus, which is, for our non-medical people, is the more commonly known as the common cold. But it turns out that whether they were uh, shivering or if they were in more comfortable room temperatures, it did not affect whether or not they contracted the virus. Now, I will say that I think some of this is because The flu virus is, of course, cyclical, so it travels the world. And so it generally tends to be in our area when it's colder outside. And there is some speculations that you see more viruses in the cooler months because people stay indoors more and you're more interacting closely with each other inside as opposed to being outside, which gives germs more opportunity to spread. But the actual temperature has no impact on getting sick. Thankfully,
0: here in Ohio, it's always a sunny 78 degrees year round. So I don't know uh, how any of this would work, Ben. Don't have to worry that about that. That is San either. Diego, sir. That is oh, San Diego. that's what I meant. Okay. Well, <laughs> I got to be honest. Again, you heard this a bunch of times growing up and your mom would tell you yeah. get on your shoes and your coat. And so, yeah, I guess, again, I was fooled. I thought this was completely true.
1: Yeah, but it's not. So there you go. We are debunking myths left and right, Tommy.
0: Well, kind (laughs) of, because the next not so much myth, but statement actually is true. The rates of house fires and falls do go up in the wintertime. Now, clearly, the falls are contributable to the obvious environmental impact of having ice and snow now suddenly on stairs and people like small children and the elderly who may be prone to accidents already don't need that added element of uh, danger to their lives. But now they have it and sometimes they hit the floor. The fires, on the other hand, are exactly what they sound like. So, people are now firing up their heaters for the first time, or especially this time of year, Christmas, people are putting up lights. Some of them are not LED or safe. Maybe the wiring's bad. Maybe they're overloading circuits. And kaboom, we are adding a fuel source to an ignition source and as i am told by some lazy firemen that's a way you get fires
1: and if you're really good you can clark griswold it and you can fall and <laughs> set the house on fire at the same time so you just kind of <laughs> yes catch solid all at once
0: i always liked um that or in uh, the classic um you know the one where you're gonna shoot your eye out good lord the Christmas story. Story. God, my sorry. My brain is tired after that House Bill 413. Yeah. So there's the scene where the father, they've got like 64 extensions out of one yes. outlet. And yes. it literally starts to burn and smoke and he just blows it out. Right. Like, <laughs> the fine. man the man has got a mission. All right. You got to go with that. Um, that lamp had to get plugged in. So G-Late. <laughs> fragile it must be italian so uh, <laughs> i i do i <laughs> i as much as i'm laughing at this one and it is it's funny because well we're trying to have a good time it is important to recognize the dangers of house fire and i would be remiss if i didn't say hey if you don't have a plan or you haven't talked to your family or figured out right. hey if my house is on fire how would i get out of this thing in a hurry this might be a good time to think about that.
1: That's a very good public public service message and public safety message, Tom. Good job. I try. We need like, you know, if it wasn't copyrighted, we could do like the, you know, like the more, you know, like sound effect there, but it is. As a
0: matter of fact, you may want to just blur out what you just said. (laughs) 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 So, all right. So that was mine. Falls fires are actually true. They will go up.
1: Well, Tom, when you think holidays, you think lots of good candy, lots of good sugar, you know, lots of good cakes and all kinds of little tasty treats, right? Roger that. At least I do. Yeah. So, Tom, do you think that sugar makes kids more hyperactive?
0: Well, first of all, I think most of them, what age group? Does it matter? Let's just say kids it's in not, general. Let's just um, say kids in general. I think most of them are screaming hellions in the first place, or at least the 15 or so that seem to invade my house every day seem to be like that. So I can only imagine that a ton of sugar and the ability to scream at the top of their lungs are just a match made in heaven. Of course, more sugar is going to equal more hyper children. Ben, everybody knows that.
1: That's what everybody believes. However, Tom, it's probably not quite true. Uh, The evidence is that sugar doesn't, I know you would be shocked. Um, The sugar does not cause hyperactivity. Sugar has been studied better than many drugs. There's at least 12 randomized controlled studies. And in study after study, there is no effect on children's behavior. What I found interesting in this was that there are research that shows that if parents think their kids had sugar, they'll rate their behavior as worse. They did, so even with kids who were given sugar-free beverages – meanwhile when strangers were showing videotapes of the kids they didn't notice any behavioral changes in the sugar eaters so Tom let the kids have the sugar it's not gonna make it any more hyperactive
0: yeah I'm sure every dentist in America love that message Ben thank <laughs> you for thank three you out of for four reading. approved it <laughs> <laughs> yes three out of four dentists approve that message I I don't know I, I think it just goes hand in hand but it, you're right maybe that is it maybe it's just my perception. Like they were already running I mean, around now I see him with a candy cane. It must be the candy cane,
1: right, and it's generally you think about it. I mean, they're amped up because it's the holidays, and they've got a whole bunch of cousins and stuff around that they're playing with they don't get to play with very often. so I'm sure there's some of that attributed to it as well as just kind of being hyper and excited about it being the holidays, so
0: yeah, he just got that red rider BB gun. He wants to go shoot things. I you mean shoot just, your eye out, kid. So, are you ready? I am racer. This is not as fun as kin and sugar. So heart attacks going up around the holidays. Um, yeah, that's true. Well, damn. That is not a myth. <laughs> <That's> not <laughs> yes. good. Yeah, sorry to bring this party back down to reality, but thanks, Tom. Unfortunately, yes, Tom is such a, a bastion of fun and excitement tonight. He brings joy and mirth to everything he does. <laughs> So apparently, yeah, so the uh, rate of heart attacks as uh, overall does go up between Christmas and New Year's Eve. However, it does uh, significantly go up for males. I don't have exact numbers, but that's what it says in the literature. So it must be true, right? So anyways, the, uh, the point is, is that Everyone says that, and uh, it is true. And the number one thing, it goes up as by as much as 40% on Christmas Eve alone. 15% for Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. So wow. that is a quite a heart attack spike. Now, some of this is going to be centered on the fact that the person's condition going into the holidays is obviously a factor. Okay. And right. what they are looking at is that you're more likely to have these heart attacks, not at random Is going to be based off genetic components in some ways or your health leading into this. So if you're a marathon runner with perfectly clear pipes, don't expect yourself to drop dead because you ate some uh, gingerbread cookies. All right. That's probably not going to happen. However, if you're like, oh, a guy in central Ohio who eats every chicken wing that he can find that's uh, bathed in buffalo sauce. not going to mention names, then perhaps Um, you need to be paying attention to drinking an excessive amount of alcohol, high salt foods, and the overall general stress of the holiday season, such as spending excessive amounts of money and travel, etc., family members, all those things play a factor. So they did find, in fact, that uh, the most wonderful time of the year is also the most likely to kill you.
1: That was a nice lead. Hit. I like that. Most wonderful time of the year. You might be dead. Boom. <laughs> Though now I'm a little concerned for you, Tom, because I mean, that uh, you you sound like a ticking time bomb right around the holidays. You know, all that stress and charting and money and yeah. family God. and yeah, household.
0: Yeah, that didn't help anything. The fact that I I basically take a bath and ranch and blue cheese dressing when I'm at the uh chicken wings place, yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing, yeah. But uh, Mm -hmm. I guess if I'm going out, I'm going out on the bottom, which is probably where I'll end up. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, all right, then.
0: (laughs) See if Tamika was here, she would cheer me up, so
1: right. Well, you know. Well, Tom, we just wrapped up Thanksgiving. So, are you a turkey
0: eater, Tom? Ben, just look at me. Is there something you think I'm not eating?
1: Uh, salad. Yes, but... I eat turkey. <laughs> ben. Oh
0: man, I, I love was a salad. Joke. You shut your, was you a shut joke. your mouth.
1: <laughs> actually, I actually fried two turkeys for Thanksgiving. So,
0: well, God bless you, sir. I I do, do enjoy like the, like the turkey. Thing. I am also one Small faction. I really like ham on Thanksgiving and Christmas too.
1: I've heard several people say that. That's, yeah. it, it appears to be good, a growing
0: faction. Well, God bless us too. <laughs> there you
1: go. Well, Tom, everybody has heard that turkey contains this horrible chemical called tryptophan. And tryptophan I don't think it's is going Well, it is if you're trying to stay awake. Um, <laughs> But tryptophan is going to be that chemical that uh, is known to cause drowsiness, right? That's the uh, rumor on the street. However, the tryptophan has very little to do with it. It is not the turkey that's making you sleepy. Um, it does not contain any more tryptophan than a similar size serving of chicken or beef. So why do you get so sleepy after that big old Thanksgiving meal? Well, perhaps it's the big old part of that. <laughs> it's the overall quantity of food, and it is those heaping mounds of carbohydrates. Think back to your Thanksgiving plate. You know, you had the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the dinner rolls and the stuffing and carb, 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 carbs. So it's actually the quantity and then all those carbs. And so you kind of get the crash from that. So I hate so- to break it to you, it's not the tryptophan. It's the amount of food that you're consuming that makes you tired.
0: So what you're telling me is that the fact yes, that I wear overalls, sweatpants, or my wife's maternity jeans to go to Thanksgiving dinners just because I know what's about to happen to my exploding waistline. That's the real problem and
1: not that healthy turkey. That is what I'm telling you, sir. Yes, I wore stretchy pants to Thanksgiving as well. I understand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not the tryptophan. So myth I think you wore sweatpants to
0: uh, soak up all the tears from watching the Cowboys play.
1: <laughs> well, this year, definitely. <laughs> Whew, that was rough. Thanks for I, that. I That was for the salad joke. <laughs> <milk>. I know, <laughs> it's fine. I honestly, I honestly,
0: I text for all the people other I text Ben. I, I'm, I'm not I, I mean, I like pro football. I'm just not a huge pro football fan and I've never liked the Cowboys, but he's such a fan that I watch them just so we have something to converse about or like, you know, be supportive. And I literally told him, I'm like, they're doing so bad. I'm going to turn it off. Maybe it's me watching.
1: <laughs> Sadly, that will <laughs> help out. the
0: team. No, it did not help at all. No, yeah. Yeah. No. No. There's there's well, lots of
1: problems there, and I don't know what. Uh, I mean, I have my opinions, but
0: you know. Well, that's. I guess maybe we should do a show on that sometime. Our opinions of what's going on.
1: Maybe Tamika's got a, a you know some competition for her vice president of encouragement, with old Jason Garrett and his clapping. I mean that. No matter what,
0: <laughs> negative. Negative. You know why? Because. I don't believe he, he really cares. I think she cares. I don't believe he cares. I think he's... Uh, but no matter what you do, Tom,
1: you could screw up an entire segment and have to reshoot the entire thing, and he's still going to be over there just...
0: Yeah. I mean, he could move to Ohio, become a state representative in a introduce a bill on something that's physically impossible and he'd probably stand out there and clap and be like I did a good job and I'd be like, no, you didn't you did not yeah there you go it was a clap but uh back to the story here <laughs>
1: no, I no, no that's,
0: that's, it's my fault. I let us out in that rabbit hole. I do find it funny that for the longest time we blamed turkey it wasn't the three plates right. <laughs> of fruit I ate. It had to be the turkey. So, I mean, I guess
1: if you, you know, but it, honestly, I could see, I could see some of the thought process behind that because most people are going to eat mashed potatoes, not routinely, but I mean, on a more regular basis than you would turkey. Same thing with rolls, same things with, I mean, everything else on your plate outside of like cranberry sauce is stuff that you're probably going to eat throughout the year. Turkey is genuinely a Thanksgiving thing. And so, When you look at, well, what's different? Are you telling me you don't eat a turkey sandwich? I do, but it's not the same, like, fried. Yeah, you didn't deep fry it, but I mean. But, I mean, a turkey sandwich is not, to me, the same as, like, a Thanksgiving turkey. Again,
0: it's one of those causation-correlation type things. They're like, well, I ate a mountain of turkey, and so it must be turkey. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm." I'm tired. (laughs) Funny. You know, you you've never taken a break after busting out twelve plates of nachos? Because I'm pretty sure you have. So I mean In the meat let, Let's face facts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. got, yeah. You, I, I've seen you after you've eaten a, a, a thirty-six ounce steak. You're going to sleep, my friend. You got the itis. So That's right. yeah. So let's not blame turkey for everything on this one.
1: But all
0: right, Benny.
1: Well, going from turkey hangovers to what, Tom? To
0: just flat hangovers. So all those cures for the hangover that you, yes. your friends, your cousins, your ex-brother-in-law, whoever told you about, that is a surefire way to cure the holiday, hopefully not hard tack inducing hangover, they yes. don't work. What? <laughs> but yes.
1: But I thought a hair of the dog was the best thing that you could do for it.
0: Well, look, I'm not saying don't have one. I'm just saying that it's not going to make your hangover that much better. Fair enough. There's only one of the things that I saw when I was looking up stuff, um, and I've heard of it before. Do you know what a red eye is? No. So, I mean, and I'm sure there's different variations on this, but in general, what a red eye is, is some tomato juice, beer, and then a raw egg. Ooh. And that is supposed Um, to for for reasons that I still can't fathom is supposed to help improve your hangover. Now here's one of those, you remember how you said Turkey trip to fans. So people are like, Oh, it's all science sounding. So it must be true. Yes. Incorrect. State representative from Ohio. That's not how this works. So what really happens is, is there is a amino acid in eggs called cyst or cysteine. Um, I'm sure I butchered that. I'm sure our longtime producer slash grammar, Nazi, Sam, the producer or a resonant good uh, fellow of the show, Jeff will let me know how bad I butchered that, but we're going to stick with cysteine for right now. So anyways, they did find there is a small molecule of truth to this that eggs do have this amino acid cysteine and that cysteine does help the body with the removal of the metabolites of drinking alcohol. however, That's pretty much where the story stops, because there's not possibly enough cysteine in eggs or drinking one raw one in a red eye for just this example, purely uh, only that it's going to be able to help you. It's just not. Also, what they liked to point out in most of the literature that I was reading that was just funny articles, not too many Harvard studies, you know, on eggs uh, helping cure hangovers What it said was, is not only will this not have enough cysteine to help get this out of your system, it will, in fact, also possibly give you salmonella poisoning. So please don't be using raw eggs in any of your drinks. And I thought that was a pretty sound piece of advice. There is a lot of good information on what will cure a hangover, which is don't get a hangover. So one of the, the bigger fads that I have seen, I've never personally been involved with or anything like that, is like rehydration. Um, actually, in Vegas, uh, rehydration trucks like you can arrange. You can say, hey, we're going up for my friend's bachelor party on Thursday night. We'll arrange for the rehydration truck to show up Friday morning at the hotel. You go out to the truck. They actually start an IV and give you basically a banana bag. Get you rehydrated. You start feeling really good. You move on with your day. That's not so much a cure as a Band-Aid, okay? So part of the reason you feel so terrible from having the hangover is being dehydrated due to alcohol suppressing your anti-diuretic hormone, and then we got to put that fluid back in you. But that's not so much actually curing the hangover as it is just making you feel a little better until your body can get back to its regular
1: levels. So you're not really curing the hangover. You're just trying to help prevent some of the maybe shitty feelings that you have with it by hydrating. Are you
0: saying that having a hangover is a terrible thing? Well,
1: I don't. uh, I have been hungover probably twice in my life, no matter how much I've drank. So I'm not really a good expert on hangovers. I just don't get hungover.
0: Well, my friend, as a person that has had... More than two hangovers in the past, you know, in a week before, I will tell you right now that uh, they're pretty horrible, but there's, there's no real cure. For it, Like I said, hydration, hydration, hydration. You can take some NSAIDs or Tylenol to help with your headache. I personally have found a little bit of a stimulant like caffeine, drink a Coke or something like that. God, it sounded terrible. Like I was going to say, do crystal meth. No, just ingesting, <laughs> just ingesting like either like a bang energy drink or a Pepsi, drinking your morning coffee, whatever it is. But that, that little bit of stimulant plus hydration is a pretty winning combination for making you feel better. But it also depending on multiple factors, such as age and everything. Because I will tell you right now, me recovering from having a few drinks at my age is not the same as when I was 22. It's just not the same.
1: Fair enough. And not that I'm a huge drinker now, but I'm sure that if I went out and tied one on now, given that I have not done it for probably a decade.
0: Yeah, like if you were in a toga and you got your friend kicked out of a bar with you,
1: one time I got kicked out of a bar. But it was not New Year's Eve that it we got kicked not. out of the
0: bar. It was Halloween, it was my Halloween.
1: Favorite, My favorite holiday. But, Tom, you know, you hear lots of people talk about how you know, oh, don't be out on the roads on New Year's Eve. All them amateur drunks are out there. And so, you know, that's the most dangerous holiday to drive.
0: Yes, because the professional drunks are so much better.
1: <laughs> right? Well, they had more practice. Um... <laughs> So, Speaking of the former law enforcement officer, Tom, do you did you see more accidents on New Year's Eve than, than any other days that you can think of off the top of your head?
0: Honestly, no. I didn't see... We, we did see a sharp increase in certain things, but honestly, I don't remember accidents. I do remember domestic violence going up sharply. Um, Seems Also, and, and I just found out the other day, some of my friends did not know this, the night before... Thanksgiving is actually tied if not worse than New Year's Eve for domestic violence so it is a terrible terrible nothing says family like punching your sister so yeah <laughs> now I would say part of the falsehood around what you just said and this is me because I didn't look this up this was yours I didn't read right. I didn't read into but from former law enforcement perspective I would say two things one drinking, does seem accurate cuz boy there's a lot of drinking that night. Two would be generally this time of year weather patterns there's snow, ice, uh, it's right. rainy and it's only 40 degrees, etc. So it's already harder for people to drive normally. Now you added the obstacle of alcohol impairment. It's going to end up poorly.
1: Well, uh, there's some uh...
0: in theory because I don't remember I was a little too busy breaking up fights to remember pulling anybody over or working a lot of accidents.
1: The most dangerous day of the year to drive for fatal car crashes is actually July 4th. Some years Thanksgiving has surpassed uh, Memorial Day and Labor Day are more dangerous than Christmas and New Year's Eve, but July 4th tends to be the most most dangerous as far as fatal car accidents. In 2017, which is statistics from the NH. TSA, about 40% of all traffic deaths were alcohol-related during the 4th of July weekend in 2017, which is the last year that they have uh, studies. Uh, That year, there was about 10,874 people who died in alcohol-impaired driving crashes, which is an average of one alcohol-impaired driving fatality every 48 minutes throughout the year. However, if you want to truly avoid that drunk driver, you need to not be driving on the 4th of July. They say that some of this is due to backyard barbecues, fireworks, displays. A lot of that tends to, you know, for some people involves drinking and so on and so forth.
0: So, you know, now that you said that, that also makes a lot of sense just because while snow and ice make for a natural impediment to driving, it also prevents you from building a lot of speed.
1: True.
0: And guess what? On July 4th, that road is nice and dry. And it's warm. Even if it rains, it's still not generally conditions that would cause most people to slow down. So now I'm drunk and I'm going seventy
1: five. And that, it's hot. So you're probably consuming more alcohol than you would. not to say that Yeah. You know, you're not drinking during the New Year's Eve, but you know, when you're sitting out on the barbecue all day, one beer turns into twenty beers. I drank
0: all the natty light that day.
1: Yeah, basically. But yeah,
0: I just You know, and I mean, I don't remember all my physics equations, but I think force is still mass times acceleration. So if I weigh the same at both times, but I'm only going 20 versus 75, that's uh, carry a one divide by pi. Uh, Yeah. So that still hurts. That hurts a lot more when you're going faster. So, So. by the way, you wouldn't divide by pi. That's silly. So,
1: (laughs) Circumference of a circle. What? Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So if you had, if you don't want to uh, get hit by a drunk driver, don't be out on the Fourth of July. But Tom, that was our last holiday myth. I think we kind of. Uh, I mean, I had fun. We kind of debunked some interesting ones and we proved some. So. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. Yeah. Once we got through that first part, it was it yeah. was a lot more fun towards the end but yeah we'll edit it down Um, to like
1: 30 seconds it'll be fine and just
0: (laughs) (laughs) you you might want to just leave me saying their name repeatedly in there you know what ben and i'm just i mean i don't you can leave this in or you could sidebar this i don't really care i think we need to do another you know because the holidays are coming up we need to uh we need to have one where we drink
1: (laughs) because the last one went so well
0: Well, maybe we don't need to get that level (laughs) of, like, I need a hangover cure level. I'm just saying, I mean, we could do it again in St. Patrick's Day. I'm just saying, I'm ready for us to have some fun on the air. What do you think?
1: Maybe maybe we'll make that a live episode on Mixer we can... uh oh yeah that's that's a good idea (laughs) might as well open it up to the you know
0: live dangerously is what i say my friend
1: could be the uh just some podcast new year's eve party you you can kinda come have a drink with us and and bs even if it's virtual though
0: Wow. I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. Um, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. If anybody's interested, please hit us up on any of the social media or email us. And it's been said it 4,000 times. So if you don't know by now, never mind. Uh, but True. realistically, if uh, if you do think that's a good idea or if you have some suggestions, let us know. We are always happy to hear from any of the fans. So,
1: Absolutely, yeah. we are. There you but, go. you know, uh, I don't know what we're going to cover next week, but... You know, if you like these myths, let us know. And if you have some other ones you think we should cover next time, let us know. And if you think, like Tom said, that you want to have a virtual party with us, get hold of us. Let us know that you think that's a good idea. Or hey, guys, don't drink on the air because wow, yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah, I will. I won't listen to that advice,
0: but I will certainly take it in stride.
1: So take it under advisement. So anyway, Tom, let's wrap up this week. It's I said it was a fun episode, so let's go out and spend some uh spend some money. Cyber money. Cyber money. Yeah. Yeah. Spend some money. Spend some time with your kids. Spend some time with the families. Please. Enjoy yourselves and try to relax. Sit, even, you know, in the yeah, midst of sit the fire,
0: yeah, sit around the fire, play some just on podcast. Uh, you know, Roast your
1: chestnuts, whatever. I mean, it's.
0: Yeah. Introduce your kids to new and exciting uh, cuss words. So. Yeah.
1: Don't play this with kids around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but for real, I hope that everybody does have a wonderful holiday season. This was kind of a fun episode. And you know, whatever your holiday is that you are celebrating, we hope that you enjoy it. And we thank you for making us a part of your week. So, on that note, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Hey, everybody. Stay safe out there. And as always, we thank Falcon 5 for allowing us to use their wonderful music for our intro and our outro. And we also had some additional music in this episode. Big shout out to Kevin McLeod from filmmusic.io. If you need royalty-free music for all of your podcasting needs, check out filmmusic.io. Another drinking episode, man. man. I don't know. I think it's going to go well this time. Practice swearing just to pass the time. Lately I see why I am alone. I caught some road, bridge and I thought of you. And all the many times you say I should have known.